Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. Life Crafters is owned and operated by Bruncha Milishevsky. Like most people, Bruncha's life was heavily influenced by the thoughts and expectations of those around her. Family members, teachers, and coaches gave her traditional advice. They said, study science or technology and you'll definitely find a job. Or sometimes they threw out, you'll never make a living pursuing music or the arts. When Brencha was a graduate student, one of her professors, who had been a labor market statistician, gave her a unique perspective on career coaching. He suggested that after one reviews their strengths, abilities, interests, and evaluates labor market conditions and economic trends, there is one critical question to ask. Where is the magic? The professor challenged her to help others find the magic, the spark that gives work meaning. My guest, Bruncha, has been engaged in career and management consulting for more than 25 years, and Life Crafters grew out of her interest and desire to help others find a work or life path that resonates with their dreams. Welcome, Bruncha. Well, good morning, Sherry. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me here today. Um, actually, you and I are, are on the same path this morning in so many ways because um, that professor really influenced me in a profound way. When I first launched my business back in the late 80s, um, it was branded as Career Crafters. Um, and over some years, I realized in myself that it was not just about creating a career that mattered, but it was about creating a life that mattered to me, that I really wanted to craft a life that I love to live. And so that's when I made the shift in the branding to Life Crafters because what I realized was, yes, we spend so much of our lives at work. For a lot of people, for a lot of professionals, they spend more time at work than they do anyplace else. And I felt very strongly that isn't it a tragedy that people go to work for 10, 12 hours a day and they go home exhausted and they hate where they've been and they live for the weekend. And I thought, no, no, there has to be a better way. There has to be a way to help people find uh, a way to utilize skills and abilities and interests and their passions and what their soul calls them to in a way that they can make a living at. And that's how I got started with Life Crafters. Well, I like it. And you know, the trend. So last year through the pandemic, this year, a lot of people got to work from home. And so there was a real taste of kind of like, ooh, I can live and work Correct. and be in my favorite environment, my home. So your timing is probably outstanding right now, right? Because exactly. a lot of people are in that exploratory and when, when an employer comes back and says, you have to come back to work and you have to do this, and people are like, you know what? I know I have choice now. Well, you're right. And, you know, all of the research is showing that 
you know, everybody's talking about the great resignation, um, that people are saying, listen, I'm not sure that I can work full-time in an office anymore. I think the past year and the challenges of the pandemic and all of that made people ask themselves, what do I really value? What's really important to me? How do I want to move forward in my life? Spiritually, socially, emotionally. Um, and you're absolutely right. All of those factors have sort of graciously come together for me so that as I relaunched Life Crafters, it was a perfect time. Oh, absolutely. And I think that, you know, one of the things I've discovered oddly, having been in business now 30 years, doing pretty much the same thing, of course, expanded greatly and, and the amount of people that I've engaged with and relationships and so on, and people still today, well, Sherry, how much longer for you? Or, and it's like, I love what I do. I love the people that I getting, uh, get to interact with. And so it's really kind of interesting because people always want me to, oh, come do a network marketing thing or go do this because you're going to have more freedom and passion. And it's like, you people don't know who I am. <laughs> right. And I, and, and, I, and I think anybody who's known you for a while and, you know, certainly over the last three years that I've gotten to know you, um, your passion for what you do is infectious. And that's how I feel about Life Crafters, too, that, you know, when I start talking about living a life that matters and creating a workspace for yourself, whether that's rethinking about the full John job you already have and figuring out something that can spark and reignite the magic in you in that role. Sometimes it's realizing that this isn't a really good fit and what do I need to do? Uh, sometimes it's about, you know what, I've always had this side hustle on the side and maybe I need to do what the legal Zoom commercial says, you know, it's time to make it the real authentic thing. Um, and so I'm positioned really well to help people sort of navigate through those questions, those fears, those concerns, um, because I've demonstrated that, you know, you, you can shift and you can reinvent yourself. That's part of been my whole philosophy for 30 years. How do I need to reinvent who I am today? Well, and the other thing that's happening, I read a huge article last week about, you know, a lot of people that were in the service industry, whether working in bars or restaurants or pretty much minimum wage plus tips, right? That's correct have all discovered that through all of last year, there's a lot of online courses, there's, you know, certificate programs, and they literally have moved up. In other words, they're doing the things that they love now, realizing that there's this, in, you know, um, a lot of industries, hospitality especially, those people aren't coming back to work. Correct. And that's what's causing some of the angst that we're seeing in local employers, that you know, how do we find those people? And, um, you know, that's, a, that's another whole topic. But, you know, people want to know that they're valued at work. Um, you know, being a baby boomer, um, work was the center of our lives. You know, it was at the center of the circle. And everything else was subservient to work. Where you lived, you know, you picked up and you moved. You know, the old IBM thing about I've been moved. That's passe. No one thinks like that anymore. You know, millennials and Gen, uh, and Gen Z, at the center of their lives is themselves and their values and what 
their family concerns are and how they want to live their lives. And that's a shift. And I think employers have yet to grasp that that need for meaning is central to people. And so we're in a real, we're at that cutting edge in the world of work these days that I find extremely exciting um, because people are wanting to redefine and reconstitute, if you will, how they work and how they create revenue streams. And that maybe we, maybe we will grow into a workplace where, uh, you know, benefits and perks are something that you put together and cobble together just like side hustles in some new way. And they're not definitely, they're not always associated with a singular employer. Um, and, you know, as, you, as we've seen here in Reno where the chamber now provides opportunity for um, small businesses to get uh, insurance coverage, I think that's a trend that's going to be here to stay. And that's going to free up people to say, you know what, thank you, Mr. 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week employer, but I don't really want to do that anymore. Um, and so it's an exciting time to be rethinking who you are in the world of work. Well, when you think about it, you know, finding your passion or your magic or what gets you up every day, I think is important, right, for Absolutely. everybody. And and even if you are going to work for 40 hours, it better be 40 hours of something that inspires you and f you find value in and you're giving back value. So let, let's talk about that from an employer's side just for a minute. Can you work with employers to help them figure out as well, how do we make these jobs more exciting, more passionate, more interesting, so that we can retain those employees? I think one of the ways to do that, Sherry, is employers are going to have to do a little bit more, if you will, customization in the way they think about employees. <clears throat> that they're going to have to say, okay, I outlined this job role in this fashion for years, but I now have this person whose passion, enthusiasm, skill set, knowledge, connections um, really is valuable to my organization, but they don't fit my cookie cutter approach. So what adjustments can we make to retain this talent? Uh, because at the end of the day, um, we've all heard that story that people don't leave their organizations, they leave their manager. Mm -hmm. And so it really is a, a critical time in management to say, how do I, as a leader, as a manager, as a director, make sure that people feel valued, they feel empowered to work in an arena, um, they feel supported, um, and, and I think that certainly came through in the last year, that people were like, wow, those employers that created the environment for people to not just survive the last year, but to sort of begin to thrive, um, are those people who are seeing their people say, yeah, we can come back. We're going to come back in a different way. Maybe we're going to come back hybrid. Maybe we're going to... Um, invest in technology to help us do different things. Um, but those employers are having their people come back. Um, you know, it's time for, in some ways, to rejuvenate the idea that people are our best asset. Absolutely. I, I would agree with that 100%. And I think it is a good time, especially this year, 
to, as an employer, as a business owner, to really think about how do we improve what we're doing, Correct. but how do we make it more fun? See, I never hear the word fun. Amen. Okay. I mean, we have a lot of fun here. I love to hear laughter. And so to me, going to work every day has to have uh, an element of fun in it, or what am I doing every exactly day? Exactly right. Um, you know, I, I, when, I had, when I had staff members in other roles, I would encourage them to have fun. You know, if I heard laughing down the hall, I walked down the hall and said, okay, I need to be part of this because I, I need to have this joy infused in me. Um, life was meant to be good. It was not meant to be onerous. And I think, you know, some of our uh, social, religious, cultural values over time have made us feel like work has to be tough. No, it doesn't. It, no, it, it, it has can to be, be joyful. Fun. It can be fun. <laughs> and it should be fun. All right. We have to go to break. I come back. I'm going to pick up with Bruncha Milashevsky's. Her organization, LifeCraftersConsulting.com, is the website, and we're talking about how work should feed your soul, not, not just, just your, your wallet. wallet. We'll be right back. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99-plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. Welcome back and thank you for tuning into the Sherry Hill Show. Having a great conversation with Bruncha Milashevsky who is the owner of Life Crafters, and that is Creating Lives That Matter. Check out our website, lifecraftersconsulting.com. Or if you are inspired to reach out to Bruncha because you want to learn more about how her coaching can help you get to the right place, Amen. right? Call her, 775-360-8399. All right, Bruncha, let's talk about you know, who would benefit from Life Crafters? Well, that's a, that's a great question, Sherry. I'm glad you asked. Um, I really have sort of four different audiences that I work with. One of them um, that I think has been overlooked in career counseling is the family. Um, I think especially today, you know, families who have what I call uh, early starters, any place from 15 to 30 these days, um, where people are trying to figure out where does my son or daughter uh, find their footing in, in, in work and careers and jobs? Do they go to college? Uh, do they need to apply to, to UNR? Do they, should they go to the local community college? Should they get a certificate? Should they you know, be an apprentice? There's lots of choices. I think what I see in families is that, for the most part, families 
usually only know the environment that they have been in. If you ask uh, most people today, quickly in three minutes, name how many jobs you come, most people will come up with about 50. Well, you know, the Dictionary of Occupational uh, Titles will tell you there's over 100,000 job titles. Maybe more these days as we come into this new age. You know, we're going to have space tourism soon, and that's going to create a whole new realm Language. of jobs. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> and so I work with families to first sit down with the family, decide what are the family's expectations for this individual. Um, the expectations of a family um, that is first-generation immigrant is very different from a very well-established family that has, you know, a, a legacy of being in medicine or legal or accounting, and there's an expectation that the son or daughter will follow in their footsteps. And so I really sit down to, to do that because pursuing an educational plan means you have to re realize what resources you have. Uh, you, know, uh, you know, if that person already has children, you know, do you have people in your circle who can assist you with childcare, transportation? Um, what if uh, there's a snow day and everything's changed and your, your, your daycare center is closed, but the college is open? Um, how do you manage that? And so I, I get people thinking about what they need to do that. In fact, I've created a document called The Five-Step Process to Better Educational and Career Planning. And anybody who reaches out to me at bruncha at lifecraftersconsulting.com can have a copy of that document, and it outlines some of the things I've just talked about. And then if you want some more assistance, we can work from there. And then, of course, individuals exploring the idea of doing something different. Yeah, where, where somebody says, you know, I have always had a passion for photography, and I've I have 10,000 pictures. Uh, I'm working with someone right now who that's, she has 10,000 pictures in her portfolio. And now she's working with a web expert who's helping her to create a website. And she's also being able to take some of her fantastic botanicals and put them on other websites, iStock and stuff like that, so that she can create revenue streams from these pictures. And she can also blog and write about the photography that she's taken these beautiful botanicals around the world. And so she's making a shift into a whole new way of creating revenue streams as opposed to looking for a job. You know, and it's interesting because the work that I do working with, you know, entrepreneurs all over the world, and that is a lot of who I work with, people that have figured out I have a talent or a skill or these assets now, how do I convert those into a stream of revenue so I can have, um, you know, do my passion and all of that? But yet, for a lot of people moving from a W-2 into sole proprietorship and then, of course, on to, you know, business ownership is a massive step. It is. <laughs> it is. And, and it can be really frightening um, because, you know, we have all been taught that, you know, Get a good education, get a good job with a good company, uh, do your job, keep your nose clean, um, and keep your head down, and everything will be well. And of course, if I learned anything in my career over the last 30 years being engaged with outplacement is that 
I always had people saying to me, well, I want to leave healthcare and move into IT because IT is safe. And then when I worked with an IT company that was doing a downsizing, I'd hear, you know, I want to get out of IT and go into healthcare because healthcare is safe. And the truth of the matter is, when you work for someone else, um, you always have to keep your skills um, up to date. You always need to update your resume because the world of work is very unpredictable. And especially now where there's so much change in how we see work, where we work, how we work, when we work. We live in a 24-7 world now. Um, and that means that not only can that mean that some people are on call 24-7, it seems, but it means that you, you know, if you're a night person and you've always been a night person and you have struggled to work in eight to five, well, maybe there's a way for you to convert that into a time frame that works better for your biology. Again, giving meaning to your work in a way that feeds you and feeds your whole person and not just your wallet. Right, we are global. Amen, we sure are. are. Global. All right, so let's, let's talk about you know, the next group that you work with, certainly people who are gonna lose their employment, right? Um, because things are changing in the world of work. So, you know, whether it's a layoff or, so let's, let's talk about those people that are expecting or not expecting. Well, you know, one of the things that I learned when I was an outplacement consultant was that when organizations are considering a downsizing, um, the number one thing they're looking at is numbers. It's not about Bruncha or Sherry or John or Mary or Khalifa. It's about the numbers and where can they mostly uh, reduce costs. And so oftentimes, you know, people think, well, you know, the way for me to make sure that I'm not on the layoff list is I need to just work harder. Or people who know that, you know, either because they perhaps haven't been a star performer, they think they're on the layoff li list and they go back through, well, I shoulda, coulda, woulda. And I say, you know, stop shooting on yourself. Um, it is what it is. And it can feel like a kick in the gut. You know, I was a good employee and now I'm going to be out on the street. And I remember working with one gentleman who didn't tell his wife for three weeks that he had been laid off because he didn't know how to tell her that he wasn't sure of how he was going to maintain the lifestyle that they had come to be accustomed to. Um, so I help people work through the emotional side. Um, you know, that's where my two degrees in psychology come in handy. Um, and then I, w I say, okay, let's, let's deal with that. You know, this is the reality and it's okay you know, uh, leaving work is like getting divorced. You have to grieve, and you have to give yourself permission to, for that. And then when you've moved through that, now you can start forward. The mistake that a lot of people make is they sort of want to run out here and send out 100 resumes without really thinking about who they are and what they want. And that's not the best approach to finding a new career when you've been laid off. Absolutely. And before we have to wrap up, the last group that you work with are Encore Careers. So these are people who are perhaps retired. So very quickly, how do you work with that group? It's very simple. I say, okay, now that you've got this free time, what do you want to do with it? Do you want to pursue a passion that you've always sort of had on the shelf? Do you want to volunteer? Do you want to work on a board? Do you want to write a book? 
What is it that you want to do now that you have some time and space to breathe? That's awesome. All right, so talking with Brentia Milashevsky and her company, Life Crafters. Please go out to lifecraftersconsulting.com if anything about what we talked about today piques your interest. I would say what a great opportunity right now, Bruncha, for a lot of people to have a conversation Amen. with you to really find out if what I'm doing every day is is what is driving me and, and I'm having fun doing it, or how can I explore what other options and what should I be looking at? Yep. It's time for you to take a look at what feeds your soul, not just your wallet. Bruncha Milishevsky and her phone number is 775-360-8399. And she has a report that she also wants to give you. Absolutely. Reach out to me at Bruncha. That's B-R-U-N-C-H-A, just like Sunday brunch, with an A at lifecraftersconsulting.com. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you for being here. Always good to see you. Absolutely. And I I'm excited with you. for this for you, Life Crafters. Thank you again, <laughs> Sherry. I want to thank everyone for tuning into the Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on Facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show. And tune in next week, same time, same station, for The Sherry Hill Show.